I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Audio Time Capsule Episode 2. For those of you new to the show, I'm comedian Simon Kane, and this is the podcast where I invite a guest on, they ask themselves 20 questions, and a year later they come back on and answer them. I then edit it so they are talking to their past self. All past voices will sound like this, and all future voices will sound like this. To give you an example, here is a very quick question and answer I recorded before this guest arrived. How's your foot, Simon? It's currently the middle of the fringe and you are in a lot of pain. Has it gone? I hope it has. If it's still hurting in a year, probably go see the doctor or cut it off. Hello, pass me. My foot is fine. It actually stopped hurting about an hour after we recorded this because I don't know why. It just stopped. It was really nice. It, uh, the the sort of side part of my foot, I think, was rubbing against my shoe, and there's a lot of walking to go on in Edinburgh, so I was just uncomfortable for about two days, three days, and then literally the afternoon after I recorded this with Robin, it just went. So no, you didn't have to cut your foot off, which is a plus point already in this podcast. The guest today is my friend and comedian and promoter Robin Perkins. This episode was really interesting as she had a lot of changes happen in the last year and we see how that impacted a lot of her plans and how she worked around them. And I honestly found this quite inspiring but I also found it really interesting how challenges can mould your year and your perspective and your outlook on several parts of your world, including romance, business, work, and health. I won't say much more, as I just want to hit play on this episode. But if you're new here, please do hit the subscribe button. If you're old here, please do give us an honest review in iTunes. And either way, please do consider joining the Facebook group. It's called The Audio Time Capsule, and it's on Facebook. And if you're not on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, at Audio Time Travel. But for now, let's open the time capsule of Robin Perkins. Hi, my name is Robin Heather Perkins. Today's date is Monday the 15th of August, 2016. I am currently sat in the suite venues in Grass Market. I am, I am feeling excited about what I am going to ask and what I'm going to say. Hi, my name is Robin Perkins. It is August 20th, 2017 at 10.30 a.m. Uh, we are in the sweet venues, uh, sweet, sweet Apex Hotel venues, and I am about to record after one year 
Um, I, I'm a bit scared because I don't, I don't think I've completed any of my goals. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that Simon actually does it for two years. I need more time. Can I just have a, another year? Can we do it next year too? No. Last year at The Fringe, you brought a show called Robin Perkins is a Work in Progress, which I think was about between 30 and 40 minutes. How has that show developed over the year? Have you actually come up with an ending to your show? Well, I've gone in a completely different direction. Um, I, again, I'm doing 45 minutes because I broke my ankle, uh, but uh, I think I've actually completely changed it. I've dropped that theme. I've now started doing some neuroscience and I'm doing a show called Robin's Bad Decision Time, which is all about making decisions. So while I don't have an ending to Robin Perkins' work in progress, I do have a very solid ending to Robin's Bad Decision Time. So yeah, awesome. Yay. (laughs) You know, during The Fringe, you were writing every day and last year you wrote a lot since Christmas. Have you actually kept up with that goal of writing every single day? I mean, Robin, <laughs> writing every day is is a, a big ask. <laughs> uh, but no, I actually have written, I think out of the 45 minutes I'm doing, I don't know, about 30 minutes is new. That's probably bad. I don't know if that's good. I don't know. But I've been writing. <clears throat> and I've, I've that, yeah. Yes, not every day. It was a bit, it was asking a lot, almost every two or three months. No, I, <laughs> I've been writing regularly. There, yeah. Mm-hmm. What percentage of the jokes that you were using in 2014 mm-hmm. and 2015 were you, are you actually still using today? Are you still using the anal joke? <laughs> oh, that is cheeky. Oh, you, <clears throat> uh, yes. Um, but that's the only, no, that's not the, it is the only one, except for when I'm doing guest spots, because then I don't want to, like, you know, do stuff from before. But in my main show, I think that's the only one from 2014. It's a good joke. I love how you asked percentage, though, because I genuinely was already thinking that. (laughs) But I think that's the only one. I think the anal joke is, yeah, I, hmm, uh, yeah. Except for my, like, again, guest spots. That doesn't count because then you don't want that in the show. All right, two minutes. Probably two or three minutes. That's it. It's a good joke. Yeah. In 2016, you called the show Robin Perkins is a work in progress. And I know you were thinking about calling your first hour Black Man and Robin. Is that the title that you actually have decided on? No, <laughs> it is not. It's not because I don't like it, but there were some people that um, I shared the title. Everybody who saw the show that I was developing into that hour understood where I was coming from and understood why I was calling it that. However, uh, taken out of context, it did, I, I, it wasn't even that many. I think it was two people that were like, oh, no, um, which just frustrates me because I didn't have the guts to, well, it, it made me question it. Having said that, uh, I am going to do a show, that show, probably in two or three years. So it's not something that I'm going to uh, let go of. I don't know what it will be called. But, uh, yeah, the show is completely different now, so which is exciting. So it's no longer called that. Robin's Bad Decision Time. Yeah. Much better. 
Also, in in the show, you do feature a certain black man that you are dating. Are you still with him? What does he think of the show? No, I'm not with him. <laughs> um, I'm dealing with it. I'm not. No, it's uh, he's he's moving back to Nigeria. So we apparently apparently he hasn't moved back yet. I don't, someday, maybe in like five years. But no, we're not together. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Every day. It's good. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, how has that affected the show? I did get like one joke out of it. Um, but <laughs> it's fine. It's I mean, it's a good one liner. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, it's fine. What are his comments on how the show has developed? Knowing that he's seen the show from its starting point when it was just you discussing it over Skype with him in December of 2015. What are his thoughts on how the show has developed? So he hasn't seen the new one since it became all like different. However, and this is true. We so we broke up. Uh, basically, we had a soft breakup uh, before because he was moving back. Then we had a hard breakup uh, because I came back from the states on a red eye. I walked into my flat and he was waiting in my flat, having already moved out. Oh yeah, we were living together. Well done. Uh, yeah, he was waiting for me, having already moved out. That was how I was greeted with the breakup. And of course, I had a red eye, so I was going to go to bed because I had a gig that night. And we had this moment where. We were kind of laying in bed, saying goodbye after this breakup, and he was like, I'm going to miss you, and I was like, I'm going to lose like 10 to 15 minutes of material. (laughs) I don't know if he took that well, because I don't think he actually knew I talked about him on stage that much, (laughs) but I don't care anymore. I'm just kidding. I care. He's so lovely, but yeah, no, I don't. I know that... Uh, in 2016, you actually started the year by writing a lot more, throwing out a lot of old material. Are you now happy with all of your material that you're using? Yes. Actually, I very much so. I, um, I had a very hard Edinburgh 2015. I lost a lot of my confidence in my material. And I think it wasn't even until uh, a few months after Edinburgh 2016 that I actually uh, became confident in, in my material. I think I thought after 2015 I would just be an MC uh, forever because that was my strong point. But now, especially in the past like six, eight months, I my material's good. My jo- I'm I know I'm not supposed to say that because I'm American and I'm supposed to be like I know I'm supposed to be like oh I'm sorry it's not very good because uh, I'm British. But uh, but no I'm I'm happy with my material. Yeah. Have you actually used that new material to get tryouts at clubs? Yes. Um, for example, have you recontacted all of the clubs that you kind of held off from getting into, like Junglers? Have you actually called the comedy store back to get another 10? Because I did one a year ago, and they were like, we'll have you back. But like, they were like, your persona, your stage presence is great. Your material is not good enough. Call it like, we want you back, but just call us when you've written a new 10. And so... I was like, I'll just, I will have had one by a year from now. And they go, they just were like, no, just call us when you have a new 10. Fair enough. So I want to see if I've actually felt like I have done that. Yeah, I have actually. I have. I've, I haven't, I haven't done the store yet, but I've done many other ones and I will be, yeah, I'm, I'm now, uh, gigging for a bunch of 
clubs that I even better than I thought that I would be. I know. I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to... I'm torn. My British passport, my American passport are currently competing in my head because my American passport is like, drop all the names of the clubs that you're in. And my British passport is going, just apologize for any success that you've ever had. And I don't know what to do. But yes, I have. I've done I've done a bunch. I'm, yeah. And they're good. Fine. I'll just... I'll just say top secret and off the curb, just as two. Okay, but that's it. That's that's all I'm dropping. Another oh, show that you... Wait, can I go back? And I'm a resident MC at Angel. I mean, just a little bit. Okay, good. Congratulations. Ready for the next question? Yes. Another show that you were thinking about around July, August of 2016 was a sexual science show or a sexual math show where basically you do uh, material about attraction that is scientifically based. What's happened with that show? Are you still working on it? Is it something that you're interested in? Okay, so uh, kind of yes. So on one hand, my Robin's Bad Decision Time has a bunch of science in it. It's not like sexual, although I do cover like attraction on a genetic level, but it's not like sexual. I would say 16-year-olds could come um, apart from the anal story, which is very much still in there. <laughs> so, uh, but it is in there. And then the the sexual story as well. I am, um, <clears throat> so a few months ago, I was at the SCI clinic just getting tests. I'm all clear, all clear. Um, but it, I'm not embarrassed by it either. We should totally be comfortable with getting sexual health tests, FYI. Uh, but I um, met the woman that I was working with. It's very nice. And we're going to have coffee. And I think I'm going to uh, write either next year or the year after that because I am doing my first hour next year. So I want to really focus on that. But there is going to be a show uh, somewhere like Stories from an STI Clinic where um, – because they do – I think that people shouldn't be embarrassed about getting STI checks and, like, talking about it because that's – you know, everybody everybody gets chlamydia. Am I right? Anyone? No. Uh, but we did, like, a good – more than talk about it. And if everybody was just okay and realized that it's uh, not a big deal, then uh, it wouldn't spread as much. So I just think if we can chat about it more – Okay, I'm sounding a bit dirty right now. I get that. I get that. But it's going to be, it's like, well, it's going to be fun. So I am working on it. But overwhelmingly, my material is way cleaner. Like when I, whenever I do shaggers now, I got to really pull back to 2014 material. Yeah, that's when I use it. And that's okay. Okay. Did you actually perform that show in Cambridge? Or did you not get the gig? (laughs) Forgot about that. Thanks for bringing it up. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get a gig. It was uh, it was just a festival on the body, I think. And I had, yeah, I didn't get it. It's fine. I'm over it. I'm not. Off of the back of that, um, how successful is your live work at the moment? Are you still able to afford Abel and Cole vegetable baskets? <laughs> yeah, I am. I love it. Uh, I actually, I am doing well live work wise. I probably shouldn't say that because I know how hard the live circuit is. But um, I'm very, I am very grateful to be uh, one of the resident MCs at Angel. So that is kind of fills in the diary. But I'm and Laugh Train Home is going really well every Wednesday, and we're starting up Tuesdays as well. And then with other live work, it kind of slots in. So I'm pretty busy. And I I love my fruit and veg. It still makes me happy every single time. 
I had a date. Yeah, that's right. I'm dating again. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean, I, I had a I had a date with a investment banker, hoping for a personality. No, I no, I don't. <laughs> it was different. Uh, and he's making fun of my Abel and Cole veg box and was like, "Oh, you're so middle class, and you like it because you're very posh." And I was like, "No, I like it because it's a symbol of me." Not making it as a stand-up comic, but making it enough that I can afford organic vegetables that are delivered to my door. And I love it because my grocery store is really expensive, even though I love them and they're very nice and I'll still go there. But I, and it's, you get a mystery veg twice a week. It's like a surprise every week. It's like Christmas every week. I love them. Probably, I like, I hope that doesn't come across as the thing I'm most excited about on this podcast, but I really love my veg box. <laughs> For the past few years, you have you started a club, Laugh Train Home, so that you could MC regularly, and that has evolved into you actually promoting and booking quite a bit. Is that something that you are still doing? I know Laugh Train Home had both a Battersea and an Acton location uh, last year, August 2016. You were trying to pull out of Acton. Have you actually done that, or have you persevered? <laughs> um. So, <clears throat> on New Year's Eve last year, the Acton venue burned down, and nobody was hurt. It's fine. Uh, everyone made it out safely, and I didn't start the fire. I realized that sounds really bad. Like, I mean, like, oh, have you managed to pull out? Well, I did. <laughs> that gig no longer exists. No, I didn't. If, if there are any, please, I swear I didn't. I have an alibi. I wasn't there. I didn't hire any, but not that I would hire. Anyway, no, I just, uh, yeah. So, um, but, uh, but Battersea's going really well. Um, distraction. No, it is. It's going very well. Um, <clears throat> I'm really pumped, actually. And I, I am still booking it. I, I. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm starting to get outside help to promote it because I want to focus more on 
writing and performing, uh, which has been great. So I have uh, a little team, which is awesome. We have also started uh, Tuesday nights at the Honor Oak, which is in southeast London, very close to my house, which is lovely. And uh, that went well over the summer. So it's now going to be starting off beginning of September. And then, um, yeah, there's also game shows now every Monday in Leytonstone. Hopefully that'll kick off soon. So, yeah. I know that one of your big goals for 2016 or the back half of 2016 was to actually sign with a live agent or an agent, anyone, any agent. <laughs> Have you actually managed to do that? No. Thanks for bringing it up. I'm still working on it. What is the current ratio of booking to, to actual gigging that you're currently working at right now? Like what percentage of your income comes from performing? How many hours a week do you spend promoting and booking? It's really probably the better way to ask that. Huh. Good question, Robin. I would say, income-wise, while it's just a little bit more heavily on performing, um, I, yeah, I don't know, 65 70% performing, but I could, I could barely survive just on performing, which is exciting. I couldn't get a veg box, though. No. No veg box. Veg box comes from the promotion. Time-wise, it varies. Um, again, I have somebody new on my team who is amazing, uh, and she has allowed me to actually focus just on the performing in Edinburgh because she has taken on everything uh, and hopefully it will become a much bigger part of the team so I can just focus on performing. I know also in August of 2016, you decided you were going to come up with an alias booking name so that nobody would know. <laughs> Have you actually done that? If so, do you find that the comedy community is less nice to you? <laughs> Have they actually worked out that who your alias name is? Was Black Man the right decision? <laughs> I, I mean, as an alias promoter name. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. I tried. I tried to get, I tried for a very little short while. Um, and then I just accepted it. It's just, so I have no idea. I have no idea if I have 500 friends or one friend in the comedy community. No, no, I don't even think it's Simon Kane. I think, I mean, he might have me on here just cause I, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but I might have no friends. Um, especially after that. No, I, I, <laughs> I, no, I didn't. I just owned it. Whatever. I, I book. It is what I do. It's, I mean, hopefully the people that I book know me well enough to know that performing is what I am first and foremost. Did you find that agents were less interested in you because you do so much booking and promoting? Yes. I I mean, taking a cut of my live doesn't really make sense. Um, I fill my diary on my own. I mean, between Laugh Train Home and Angel, that, like is already, I don't know, 70%, 50% of my life. It, there just isn't a lot of room. like, And so um, I can definitely see how that would be undesirable to take me on. I know in August 2016, you were having a lot of foot problems, or you had been having a lot of foot problems since actually about September 2015. Have you actually managed to get referred by the NHS yet, or are we on two years now? Nope. Uh, so 
Yeah. After Edinburgh, I went through another five months waiting for the NHS. I finally saw somebody on December 5th who suggested I just get a cortisone shot and call it a day. At which point I had a massive breakdown, finally booked in with private. Then I went home to the States for Christmas. Five hours before my flight back to the UK, I went ice skating, fell. I broke my ankle. I was then on bed rest for two months. However, because I had stalked my doctor on the private, figured out that he had half of his practice public when I landed because I flew with a broken ankle. Yeah, I flew. I couldn't sleep the whole flight. It was lovely. Flew five hours after I broke my ankle. Uh, I landed, hadn't slept in about 45 hours, went to the A&E that he was based at, so finally I'm on his team. I had the first surgery beginning of January, so I lost about a month and a half of work. Uh, but they've finally given me an MRI and admitted that I have an ankle of a 70-year-old woman. So I have torn ligaments on the inside and outside of my ankle. I have ruptured the ball of my foot, and I have to have a major ankle reconstruction in January because I was going to do it in September, but it's such a major surgery that they weren't sure I was going to have enough calf muscle by then uh, with muscle dystrophy. I didn't want to have permanent damage. So no, I am still sorting it out. Oh, and <clears throat> to get a cortisone shot on the NHS also took uh, four months in their emergency list. I couldn't walk more than two or three minutes without pain, so I've also paid privately. I do, I like, and that's not a diss on the NHS. I love the NHS so much. It just needs funding to function. But I do love it. I'm a big fan of it. But no, my ankle is still completely messed up. I'm still, I'm actually up in Edinburgh with a brace on my ankle, and it's been frustrating. But hopefully this time next year, you know, when we do it again next year so I can have completed my goals for next year. Uh, I'll be all right. I'll be walking around. It'll be great. I'll maybe even jump. I'll be doing jumping jacks during the whole podcast. It'll be great. I mean, I might be out of breath, but you know. Yeah. Again, in August of 2016, you were quite concerned about some weight gain, probably due to the fact that you only hang out with your boyfriend instead of playing water polo. Have you actually managed to get that under control? Are you playing water polo regularly? Well, due to the ankle, not playing water polo regularly, uh, I have lost weight. Actually, somebody from uh, that had who the guy who runs Bound and Gag came to see my show yesterday um, and was excited. So we'll see where that goes. But he was like, "Oh, Robin, have you been to the gym? Because uh, I look like you're more in shape." And I was like. So I don't know if that's just the stress eating away. Um, I was like, I was very much in shape. Then I broke my ankle. So then I like, yeah, that was not good again. But now that I'm allowed to cycle, it's been coming. And obviously I can't cycle in Edinburgh, but yeah. So yeah, I'm getting there. I'm not all the way there, but I can, you know, do a pair of jeans. So that's good. <laughs> Are you still cycling to gigs on that amazing pink fold-up bike? Oh, Maverick. I love it. Now that I'm able to, yeah, I mean, I, it was so sad when I broke my ankle. My bike just sat there for two months. Unable, no, more than that. I wasn't, I didn't get the clear until April. Four months, my poor little bike had to sit there not being used. But since I've been cleared, I've been cycling everywhere. Um, yeah, I love it. I'm back on. It's been great. And yeah, he's, he's happy again. It's very exciting. I love, I love Mav. Bright pink Brompton. Why would you get any other color? Why? I don't understand. Have you gotten into more radio and presenting? No. I want to. 
I just haven't had an opportunity. I am um, also since the the breakup that I'm dealing with. I no, really am fine. Um, not, no, I am. Uh, no, but I totally am though. Uh, but yeah, I've he, then I no longer have access to that radio station. So I haven't done any other radio stuff since. Um, since, but having said that, uh, I would love to. I want to, but no, I haven't. Um, how is your hip hop radio show going? Have you managed to turn that into a podcast? Does the show have more than four listeners? And how has the structure changed? What interesting guests have you had on it in the last year? No. no I, uh, again, since the, I, the, the radio show um, didn't go ahead because, well, when we broke up, he had the radio station, so we haven't been able to record, haven't done it into a podcast, but I still listen to all the playlists from all the guests, which was lovely, um, but no, it hasn't really turned into anything, which is sad. Are there any questions that you wish you had asked last year, August 2016? I guess I kind of did ask this, but basically whether or not science had played a bigger role in my comedy. Um, granted, that's something that happened relatively recently. Maybe um, if I was still doing anything with design um, as well, because I know I've done a few major design projects over the last year, which have been quite cool, so that's kind of featured. I know you can't quantify this, but whether or not you've really grown as a comedian, like how much I've grown as a comedian, and, and what are the big differences that I could see between last year and this year. I have now finally done more science. I had this moment where I, so I went up to hot water um, in Liverpool in, I think, was it November? No, maybe. I don't know when it was. Uh, with Binti, who is a good friend of mine, and we designed their club because they bought like just a shell of a club. And so I went up there for three days. We designed it together, spray painted on where things were going in the hole. Comedy club was built from scratch, which is very exciting because uh, it's been built in the last however many months, and that is something that I have done. Um, after spending three days with him, he looked at me one day and was like, no offense, but after having spent three days with you, I am so much less impressed with your stand-up because you are so much more interesting than your stand-up lets on. Your stand-up is just about like dating stories and like it's very superficial, whereas you have so much life experience and knowledge. Like, Why is that not filtering into your stand-up? And I think that had a huge impact on me. And so I've now started incorporating all that stuff and for it I think my material is much much stronger which I think then leads to the next question of how much design work because I, I am it's very cool that um <clears throat> hot water has is you know one of the best rooms up north and it's like an, an attachment to it that I have now to it which is great uh, I love it I've also been bespoke designing furniture for my flat as well and it's just been like another outlet for me as well I've got a I've got a bespoke chaise longue on the way in September. Very posh. I know it only sounds posh because you do it in a French accent, but still, it's basically a built-in couch. Um, and then the third question that I just asked was, what was it? 
how have I grown as a comedian? Which I realize isn't a quantitative thing. However, um, I've just noticed a change in terms of confidence. Granted, some of those some of those changes were sparked by other people. Um, I'm videoing myself as well. It's quite hard when you don't have an agent, you don't have a mentor, and you're just learning yourself. All you can do is watch videos of yourself, listen back, and learn yourself. And so there's a limit as to how much you can grow. But I do think that especially in the last three months, my performance has become slicker, my material has become refined, it's been condensed, and I feel like I'm a much different act than I was last year and definitely two years ago. When you think back over the last year, what memory makes you the happiest? Oh, good question. I don't know if this is going to be stand-up wise or person wise or like um I I did a preview. I was asked to do a preview by Avalon um right before the fringe and I was really quite honored that I was able to do that. Um and I did really well and it was um it was one of the first times that the show really um I mean it was together before. It definitely was together before, but it was just the best performance that I had done up until that date. And I that made me really happy. And I it was one of the first times I went uh, by myself to the gig. I was on the train ride home by myself. And I just remember being really happy going, you know what? Yeah, like I got this. I'm gonna do this. I don't know. I don't know how far I'm gonna take it, but you know. I'm doing this for the rest of my life. It was great. So I'd say that's probably the the best feeling that I had in stand-up just because I was is one of the first, not one of the first, but one of the major moments that I was just really proud and happy with what I had done instead of second-guessing it and wondering if it was good enough. I knew it was good enough. Sounds really cheesy. I don't know what happened. All right. And then personally, what's the most fun I've had personally? I don't know. I mean, hmm. It was a rough year with like the ankle and a lot of bad things happened this year. I got like, I was uber ill. I got neuro. Oh, that was, <laughs> as the, I went home over in December because I just, I was injured all fall, all autumn. Sorry, autumn. I was injured, and then I went back over December, and I got neurovirus, followed by strep throat, followed by breaking my ankle in succession, and then I was on bed rest for two months. So it wasn't like a great year, but it wasn't a bad year. That makes it sound really bad. It was it was fun. I've had a lot of fun, like writing and doing comedy. I need to go out more. <laughs> That was Robin. I, as I said before this started, really, really enjoyed this. I really found it fascinating how a breakup impacted her life and her plans and how she had a show that she'd invested into before and how she had to abandon that project, but how it made something else out of it that was amazing and how she knew her priorities and how she just had to focus on keeping those going regardless of how other things were impacting projects. And she got to keep her veg box, which 
personally, I was very happy about. Thank you very much for coming on, Robin, and thank you very much for downloading this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do consider giving us an honest review in iTunes. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called The Audio Time Capsule, and it's on Facebook, of course, or you can follow us on Twitter at Audio Time Travel. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at This Made Me Cool. If you'd like to support and keep the show going, you can do that via PayPal on the website, or you can become a patron, where you can donate per episode from as little as $1. Have you got $1? Is this episode worth $1 to you? Please do donate if you can. All help is really appreciated. Please do thank the guests, please do join the community, and please do donate if you can. Thank you very much for listening. The Audio Time Capsule is a fruit that got in gravity's way production for the internet. All elements were created by me, comedian Simon Kane, except the music that was recorded by David Jordan. I'll see you all in about two weeks' time. Bye! 